0: Next tip is make sure all of the locations that you are planning to shoot at are dog or pet friendly. Hey
1: there, welcome to the complete wedding photography for couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin.
0: All right. Hello, and welcome to my little corner of this fabulous podcast world. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, my goal is to share something with you that will improve your wedding day images and improve the experience that you have with your wedding photographer. So, I just returned from Vegas last week, and it was my first ever out of state wedding. And I had an incredible experience with my couple, Sam and Kelly. They were wonderful to work with. They didn't have a single Zilla moment. They picked an incredible, very picturesque ceremony site. It was at the Valley of Fire there, um, about an hour away from the Strip. And everything was just incredible after the ceremony ceremony. We took another three hours just to capture portraits up and down the strip. And it was every photographer's dream, I think. It was just an incredible day. I had one oopsie, or I only made one mistake that I know of so far. And I forgot to take my MagMod grips. So these are some attachments that go on top of a light stand and this is how you secure your flashes or your speed lights to the light stands. So I had light stands and I had flashes but I had no way of attaching my flashes to my light stands. So what I had to do is use a voice activated light stand. So I want to give a quick shout out to Devin, who ended up helping me for a lot of the day when I needed a light stand. So what he did is just, um, he's a pretty tall guy, so he just extended his arm straight up in the air and followed my verbal directions, and I couldn't have captured any of the images that I needed flash with without his help. So thank you so much to Devin. And also, I want to say that I like to not have returned home. I was scheduled to fly out on a Sunday night, and my original flight was canceled, I think due to weather. And they rescheduled me for the next morning out at 9.30. Um, I arrived at the airport about 7.20 a.m. They rerouted. I had a direct flight back, but they rerouted me through Los Angeles. I'm not sure why they flew me so far west before coming back in the direction of Texas, but whatever. And Every time I got on a plane that morning, I literally sat on the tarmac for about an hour before we would take off. It was incredibly frustrating, but I normally have a lot of patience, so I just breathed in and out. I think I fell asleep a few times just trying to stay so patient. I ultimately got home about 24 hours past the time I was supposed to get home, and when I got back to San Antonio, my bags were not on the carousel, so I walked up to the Southwest counter, gave them my my bag um, claim tickets, and they pointed at my bags that were already there. So that also made me question, why couldn't I have made it back when my bags made it back? I thought I could have got home a little sooner than I did. But nonetheless, I made it home safely, and so did my bags, and I have that to be grateful for. All right, so with that, let's jump right into today's topic, tips for including your fur baby in your engagement photos. First of all, I want to say that fur babies are as much a part of the family as anyone else. And I love dogs, pretty much all animals, actually. I have three dogs of my own. If you don't agree that fur babies are a part of people's families, um, you can just stop listening right now and move on because fur babies are a part of our families. But to answer the first question that is probably going to come up, an engagement session is necessary. And for tips on your engagement session, you can refer back to episode number 38. I cover some tips to get through your engagement session. But for a quick recap, you should have your engagement session about 10 months prior to your wedding day. It lets you get to know your photographer and their personality. And this way you have it 10 months out. If you happen not to enjoy your photographer's company or personality or style of shooting or working or giving you posing direction, you have time to pivot and choose another wedding day photographer. It gets you used to knowing how they work and pose so that on your wedding day, you're not starting from scratch. That tends to there's a little bit of a learning curve there and that an engagement session tends to get all that out of the way. And then lastly, an engagement session will give you the images that you're going to want for your save the dates for your wedding website. And it creates another memory for you and your partner leading up to your wedding day. All right. So let's get into the tips for bringing your fur baby to that necessary engagement session. All right, so bring the fur baby, especially if they are going to be a part of your wedding day plans. But you can also bring them even if they are not. Let your photographer know. Do not show up to the engagement session with the fur baby having not told your photographer. And this is just not limited to dogs. This can also be cats, birds, lizards, snakes, hamsters, ferrets, whatever kind of pet lover you are, you can bring them to the engagement session, but let your photographer know prior. Do not spring this on them and just show up with some sort of animal. Horse, it can be a horse, whatever kind of animal lover you are, you can include this in your engagement session photos next tip you want to bring a handler for the pet so that this someone can tend to the pet so that you and your partner can still get some images without the pet. you want to be able to get some shots alone without the animal and with the animal but when you're not shooting with the animal your photographer is going to be busy. You're going to be busy. You're going to need someone there to pet sit. Ideally, this should be someone who knows your pet very well. And they can also, this, this pet sitter can also help the photographer get their attention when they're in the shot with you. Because your fur baby will look best when they are also looking at the camera with their ears pointed up. Next tip is make sure all of the locations that you are planning to shoot at are dog or pet friendly. If possible, give your dog plenty of exercise prior to the session to wear them out and calm them down a bit. Even just a short walk will help to calm them down. Also, arriving earlier than the needed time will allow your dog to get used to the location and also help to calm them down prior to the session. Make sure you bring all of the necessities, the collar, the leash, the water, the waste bags, etc., And don't forget to bring treats and toys. The toy will help to get their attention and the treats will be used to reward them when they do good things during the session. Hey, really quickly, if you're loving this episode, can I please ask you to share a screenshot from wherever you're listening to your Instagram story and tag either Complete Wedding Ed or a Girl Photo. And remember that the book that accompanies this podcast is available on Amazon and it's Prime eligible. And lastly, if you ever have a topic you'd like me to cover or a specific question that you would like me to answer, all you have to do is send me an email at Tammy at com. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Swap the everyday collar for a collar that's more wedding themed. A few ideas are floral collars, greenery leashes, bandanas, or flower crowns. And you can pick up a she said yes, we said yes, or my humans are getting married sign from Etsy. Or you can make it yourself if you're crafty like that. And be sure to get some images of just your dog. You want to be patient with your dog? Chances are that your photographer is not a pet photographer and doesn't typically work with animals. So don't have unrealistic expectations of your dog and expect them to act like they normally act. So, if they're usually high strung, expect them to be high strung and probably a little more so during your engagement session. Don't stress if they're not perfectly behaved during the session. This will be an exciting, brand new experience for them. So, obviously, they are going to be more energetic than normal, and sometimes the silly images end up being the most beloved ones anyway so try not to stress about your dog posing for a perfect photo and i'm using air quotes for a perfect photo this whole experience should be fun capturing the dog's personality is or should be a goal for your engagement session last tip and this is probably just as important as bringing the waste bags. Um, just as you are going to show up all groomed and smelling nice and pretty, make sure your dog is too. If your dog's breed is one that sheds hair, make sure you spend a good amount of time brushing their coat the night before the shoot because the last thing you want is dog hair. All over your freshly pressed outfits. And I promise you, there is not a photographer in the world who wants to Photoshop all that dog hair off of your clothing. And personally speaking, there is no amount of money in the world that you can entice me with to Photoshop a lot of dog hair off of your clothing. So make sure you groom your dog the night before your session very well. All right, guys, the only way that this podcast grows is if you share it. I don't have a corporation or any big businesses that back me, and I don't have any advertising dollars going into growing this podcast, so I need your grassroots help. It's only going to grow if listeners like you help me by sharing on your Instagram stories. If you subscribe and or leave a review, this will also help other couples find me organically. Another way to support the show or buy me a coffee is to hit the support the show link at the bottom of the show notes. I would be grateful for that kind of help too. If you want to know more about the book, the podcast or my wedding photography, You can visit completeweddinged.com or at girlphoto.com. All the links to all the things are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a phenomenal day. I will catch you next time. Adios.
1: Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.